0: Welcome to Love Works with Chris and Karen Conley. This is Karen, and I'm sitting next to my husband, also the founding and lead pastor of High Point Church. And we are jumping into a new topic today. Chris, tell us, what are we going to be talking about?
1: We're going to be talking about the person of the Holy Spirit over the next eight to ten Podcast.
0: Oh, I thought I was your Holy Spirit.
1: More times than I would like to admit, yes, you do have this incredible ability to speak quickly that is convicting also.
0: Well, in all seriousness, we are really going to take one of the most important doctrines. This first broadcast will really be big brushstrokes, but we want to go ahead and also in subsequent sessions together, break it down so that we can truly understand the significance and the value Value that the Holy Spirit has in our lives. Maybe to just get us started today, Chris. What are the basics?
1: When we think about the basics, I want to start with a definition. So let me just read the definition, and then we'll break it down into five individual statements, and then we can talk about those one by one. The definition is this: The Holy Spirit is co-equal with God the Father and God the Son. He reveals Jesus Christ to sinners. Permanently indwells believers at the point of salvation. Forms the likeness of Jesus Christ in believers through sanctification, guidance, and the distribution of all biblical gifts of the Spirit. Empowers the mission of Jesus Christ through believers and unifies the church now i told you that's a long definition it is thus the reason we need to break it down one by one
0: so break it down maybe something for us to just get our hands around and then we can break it down
1: absolutely well first we talk about the trinity that he's a member he's the third person of the trinity but then we talk about that he reveals jesus christ to sinners and what's so important about that is that you would think the easiest, most obvious thing in the world would be for us to understand that we're sinners. That word sin is the Greek word harmatia, and it means that we've missed the mark. We've not hit the bullseye. And as we think about this, none of us think we're perfect. All of us, we know that we stumble in countless ways, yet we don't understand our sinfulness from God's perspective. So it requires the Holy Spirit to show us that that sin separates us from God and that we once were, when you go all the way back to Adam and Eve, we were created to have a relationship with God. When sin came into the world, that sin separated Adam and Eve from God. And then God went and said, Adam, where are you? He's looking for them And then in finding them, he kills the animals, he sheds the blood, he makes a covering for their sin and atonement for their sin and restores the relationship. He brings them back into relationship with himself. So when we look at this... He reveals Jesus Christ to sinners. He makes us understand, first and foremost, that we have a need and that we are sinners, that we are separated from God, that we must be forgiven. But then also begins to reveal who Jesus is as the savior of our need.
0: Well, it makes sense. The way that you just said that in this culture, not just in the 21st century, but as long as man has walked this earth, sin has been here once sin entered the world that we can just look at each other and realize, you know, I mess up and you mess up. So sure. Yeah, we're all sinners. Big deal. But, like you said, we have to have God's perspective on that. And that's what the Holy Spirit reveals to us. That fact that we mess up is significant in our walk with the Lord, that that has to be atoned for. And that is why we need the Son of God. And so that's one of His roles, is to reveal Jesus Christ to us as sinners, that we need Him.
1: And that revelation comes through the Word of God. It says faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. We want to make sure we understand the significance. That the Holy Spirit has enlightening the Word of God, bringing light to the Word of God, so that we can have that revelation both of our sinfulness and of Jesus as our Savior.
0: That's one of His roles. He is revealing Jesus to sinners. But what else does the Holy Spirit do?
1: The second part of this definition says He permanently indwells believers at the point of salvation. Permanently is a very strategic and important word there. We believe that our salvation is eternal that we cannot lose our salvation and so when we ask for forgiveness we repent of our sin we place our faith in jesus christ we receive the gift of the holy spirit at that moment and the holy spirit permanently indwells us and when he indwells us he seals our salvation and he secures our salvation and we can't lose it because now The third person of the Trinity is living within us for the purpose of now sanctifying us and growing us in our walk with God. So he permanently indwells us at the very point of salvation. Whenever you look at the word save or saved in the Greek language, it's in the perfect tense. And that means it's a point in time experience with continuing results. So salvation happens at a specific point in time. The continuing results occur because you are permanently indwelled by the Holy Spirit.
0: That word permanent is something that some people struggle with. And I know that we'll have people that come and they're not sure I was saved, but now I'm not. So how does the Holy Spirit play into that? And is there something scripturally they can go back to to go, you know what? I know that that was permanent.
1: Right. Well, sometimes there's a misunderstanding. That misunderstanding can curb through the parable of the soils, mm-hmm. that sometimes the seed falls beside the road. Sometimes it falls on rocky soil. Sometimes it falls among the thorns. And there are times that when that happens, when that seed does not fall on good soil, then that person, they may have made a decision to trust Jesus Christ, but it didn't fall on good soil. Mm-hmm so it feels like they lost their salvation, but they didn't lose their salvation. They never really had the seed of the word of God fall on good soil. They never truly understood what it meant to repent of their sin, place their faith in him and begin to walk with him. First John five thirteen it says, these things are written so that you may know that you have eternal life. Really the evidence of eternal life is that we bear fruit, more fruit and much fruit. And it's the Holy Spirit That enables us to bear that fruit because it's the Holy Spirit that enables us to abide in him. And when we abide in him, we bear much fruit.
0: Already, I hope that something that seems mysterious, we're able to begin to break down and realize how incredibly significant... And special the Holy Spirit is, that he would be the one that God created to reveal Jesus Christ to us. He would be the one that indwells us at the point of salvation. The other part of that definition is we talk about that he forms the likeness of Jesus in believers. How does that happen? Elaborate on that. What does that really mean?
1: When he forms the likeness of Jesus Christ in us, that's through sanctification Guidance in their distribution of all biblical gifts. So think of it this way it uses the word forms. Go back to that imagery of God is the potter and we're the clay. So he's forming and shaping us into the fullness of his original design. So he has designed us with a specific set of gifts, and he's going to form those gifts, shape those gifts, have them mature so that we begin to use those gifts, not for our good. You know, our spiritual gifts, though they do bless us, that's not their primary use. Our spiritual gifts are for the good of others, for the building up of the church, for the edification of others. What we need to understand is in Philippians 1 6, it says, He who began a good work in you will perfect it until the day of Christ Jesus. And so that's where that forming of Christ in us. We are growing up in the likeness of Christ. Our character is being conformed to his character. The Holy Spirit is guiding us in that process by bringing us into remembrance of all truth, convicting us of sin, judgment, and righteousness. And the Holy Spirit gives us the promptings of the Holy Spirit to be able to understand what wisdom is and make wise decisions. So all of this, it's a maturation process. It's just like a child going through the various, stages of childhood development into early adolescence, into a young man, into a young woman. We are growing up to become men and women of God.
0: You think about it in this context, anybody who has begun a relationship with Jesus, there comes that point where you think, I think there's more to this. I want to grow. I want to be closer to the Lord. And how do I do that? That we need to have that awareness that the Holy Spirit does reside in us and he is the one that is helping us to take that next step. We talk about sanctification, you becoming more like Jesus and the Holy Spirit is who we have been given to help us take each and every step that we are going to take to be more like Jesus. So again, a lot of time you just hear the word Holy Spirit or you sing it in a song, and what we hope to do through this series is to help us to remember or maybe for the first time understand that his position and his importance in the Trinity is critical and should not be minimized and we must Take advantage of the gift that he is to us so that we can continue in that sanctification process.
1: Well, and as we break down this definition and we go into future podcasts, we'll probably spend a session on each one of these. Because Mm -hmm. as we look at this one, that he forms the likeness of Jesus Christ in us. And he does that through sanctification, guidance and the distribution of all gifts. There is so much to talk about there. A little reminder here, this is session one on the person of the Holy Spirit. So we're just trying to give it to you in a concise definition, but then we'll break it out further later.
0: That is hopefully going to be a great gift to everybody because, again... Even if you hear something, you think, I don't know that that's really how I understand that for us to go back when we break it down and go, "Okay, here's scripturally where this truth comes from. This is how this came a part of this definition. This definition isn't in the Bible, but this comes packed from scripture as to what really is the role of the Holy Spirit and why did God give us the Holy Spirit? So we've talked about him revealing him indwelling us, how he forms the likeness of Christ in us. He also empowers the mission of Jesus Christ through believers.
1: When we think about the Great Commission that we're to go into all the world and make disciples, what's a disciple? A disciple is a learner and follower of Jesus Christ. So as we think about that, that's impossible in and of ourselves. Mm. And apart from the Holy Spirit, the scripture says we can do nothing. But what we actually are very good at doing apart from the Holy Spirit is is trying to fulfill our mission instead of God's mission. Really, our mission is just built around our own sense or definition of happiness. So what the Holy Spirit does, he takes us from our agenda to God's agenda. He gives us a heart for others and gives us a heart for being on mission, that my life has a purpose to it. My life's just not about pleasure. But actually, when I discover God's purpose, when I discover God's mission, then I discover the true sense of pleasure of being able to love people with the love of God. So there's this empowerment that comes that takes me from living for myself to living for him and gives me a sense of drive in my life that says there is something bigger than me, something greater than me, and I'm here for a divine purpose.
0: Well, and that really leads perfectly to the last element of the Holy Spirit that we will discuss through this podcast, and that is the fact that the Holy Spirit, He is used to unify the church. How important is that?
1: It's virtually impossible to put into words because... God is a God of unity. You see that in the Trinity. Because of the closeness of those relationships in the Trinity, the enemy, what he hates more than anything is the unity of God. So he's doing everything he can to be Divisive, And he knows the more that he can divide the church, then he removes the power from the church. The power of the church is found in the unity. But when the church is divided internally, then the church is focused on secondary matters instead of primary matters, and the church is not involved in the mission. And that's when the church becomes kind of this spiritual country club and when we just really are trying to create an organization to serve ourselves instead of serve others. So the unity of the church in John chapter 17, he talks about that we are perfected in unity. And when we are perfected in unity, the results of that is that the world will know that the Father has sent the Son. Not only that he has sent the Son, but that he's loved them even as he's loved the Son so unity is perhaps the most attractive thing that we have. And it's the one thing that really can't be reproduced by the world. Everybody in the world wants love. Well, what is love? It's unity between people. So we have a unity that is different than any other type of unity. And it begins with our relationship with God. And second, The new commandment says we should love one another just as he's loved us. And so when we love God and we love people, we have unity. And that's made possible through the Holy Spirit.
0: Well, and we think about that unity. You can think about it both in our context. You know, we live in America and you think about the individual church and how effective or ineffective it is highly determined by the unity within that body. And then you also think about that in the global context. And I think about being on the mission field and how you may not even be able to communicate in the same language as somebody, but by the gift of the Holy Spirit within us, that there is this beautiful unity. I remember us being in Uganda and we might not have understood, minus the interpreter, anything that was going on in that service. But man, when you worshiped, you knew that you were unified, that it was the same God and the same Holy Spirit. Spirit living within them that lived within us. So the application is both right here, right now in our church as also in the church proper throughout this world. So we've tried to break down. And again, this is the big paintbrush. This is the big stroke to give you a picture of Who truly is the Holy Spirit? And we've looked at five different ways that the Holy Spirit works, that he reveals, he indwells, he forms, he empowers, and he unifies. And like you said, we're going to dive deeper into each and every one of those in our subsequent sessions together. I know that you are someone who likes memorable statements. You're someone that helps people all the time to kind of, let's boil it down and not make it so complicated. So if you could shorten all that and you just needed to say to someone, okay, who is the holy spirit is there a shortened version you can give us for those that like the taglines
1: absolutely i would say that the holy spirit reveals christ to us forms christ in us and empowers the mission of christ through us so think of it this way christ to us he reveals christ to us forms christ in us empowers the mission of christ through us that's it in three simple statements
0: and i think hopefully even as simple as they are It speaks to the magnitude of how important He is as the Holy Spirit and how worthwhile it is for us to truly come to a proper understanding and to not neglect anything that God has for us. So this will bring us to the conclusion of our introduction on the Holy Spirit. But I hope that your appetite has been wet to follow along with us and learn as we dive into other sessions about the Holy Spirit. And we hope you'll join us next time. In the meantime, you can find more information at HighPointMemphis.com or you can follow either one of us on our blogs. I'm at Karen conley.com karen with an i conley c-o-n-l-e-e and chrisconley.net whatever you do we want you to remember this love god plus love people equals love works